Chicago. Welcome in to the Chicago Sports Podcast presented by Goose Island. Junior George. Goose Island is the official beer of CHGO. Find one of their Chicago locations at gooseisland.com forward slash locations. What's up, everyone? Happy Thursday. Welcome into the Chicago Sports Podcast. I am Kevin Kaduk, head of content at CHGO, joined as always by Mark Carmen. Behind the board is our guy, Lawrence Benedetto. Hello. And joining us today, a special guest, Chicago radio legend and author of the new book, Tell Me a Story I Don't Know, Conversations with Chicago Sports Legends, George Hoffman. Yes, Georgie. Hello, boys. Carm. How it's, you doing? It's been a minute. I could, always good to see you. Kev, you might not know this. Actually, I did tell you this earlier. George and I have... Well, when I was an intern at the score back in the day, I was like looking up at George. I remember one day he walked in. He was all he was all hyped. Yeah. Cubs are signing Benito Santiago. Cubs are signing Benito Santiago. <laughs> I was like, I thought I thought that was the World Series on the way. And then we're tennis that buddies. Was then. That yeah, was but the, but here's the difference with Carmen. He's a much much better player than I am. Did you hear that, Kevin? Plus, plus, that, for real. Plus, oh, plus he's much younger. How old are you now? Nine? I'm 17. <laughs> oh, 17. See? I mean, it's just like, you know, how do you do that? Yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't stay in the corner. No, it's, it's, it's awesome to have you in here, George. And congrats on the book. Congrats on the podcast. Congrats on all your success, period. So then thanks for making time. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. It's good. It's going to be a great. you, too. Yeah, it's going to be a great hour. Um, I feel like you've been a part of my Chicago sports fan life forever. I'm 44 years old. I don't know how if that makes you feel a little old, George. But listen, at the end of the year, and I, I, I listen, I can't avoid it. I'm going to be 70. But most people say I look 69 and a half, so I'm fine. <laughs> so when you go when you go places and people hear your voice and they don't necessarily know your face, but how, how often do people say, I know that voice? Less often now than when I was on the score. Mm-hmm. I remember once I was, uh, at, was it New York Bagels and Bialy? Standing in line. I said, I would like, somebody <laughs> said, George Hoff. I said, I said three words. <laughs> what the heck is all this? Now it's really odd when that happens, but I, I had it happen where somebody did it because they're listening to the podcast. I said, okay, that's cool. I like it. It's look, that's an ego trip and I'm not into ego trips anymore. So it's, it's still fun. Well, after you Carmen. complete this podcast and walk out into the street here, you're not going to be able to walk five feet down. That's right. On the, on well, the probably because I'll get mugged. No, I'm just kidding. This is a nice area. <laughs> We're going to talk about your five decades in Chicago sports media with Chicago sports stories. Uh, first, we got to do a little bit of ha- housekeeping. Uh, tomorrow night is the CHGO Bulls takeover at the United Center. Uh, Team is not great, but the vibes are going to be excellent. Really? Are. Still tickets available. Okay. Sure, why not? Okay, Big sure. Dave, Peck, we promise, we promise fun. I are don't you going to be there? I am a 50-50 at this okay, point. Okay, I'm, I'm definitely in. So You're in. Get those tickets. Uh, we're meeting up at the Third Rail Tavern before, and uh, the, the beer is free, so Ooh. can't complain with that. Mm-hmm. Sunday, Bears Watch Party. Uncle Buds and Oak Lawn will be doing pregame and postgame with the CHGO Bears crew around the Bears-Lions game. That's a, an away game, so you got no, no other place to be. Hit up Uncle Buds and Oak Lawn. I've heard they're tight with Jay Zawoski. And then uh, next week. Yeah, I heard. It's a name yeah. dropping here. Next well, week. I mean, you know, <laughs> Uncle Bud. The big Black Friday sale is coming, Oof. and it's starting on Friday. A lot of brands, they start their sales early. Why? Nice. Because they know once the other sales come, people aren't going to have any money. We know at CHGO, <laughs> our products and our merch are that good. We're going to roll them out on Friday, and the deals are amazing. There are some shirts, and there's cool shirts, up to 90% off. If you've been waiting to buy that Legend Hawk shirt. I already got it. Well, if if you don't have it, I should have waited. You should have waited. Ninety percent off on that one. A lot of other good, great deals. And if you spend seventy five dollars, we will send you a fifteen dollar gift card for later use. So check. I, that I just out. like that we have hats now because it took a bit of a took a little bit of time to get us hats. We the had, hats are amazing. You know, good hats. And they're beautiful. They're good hats. Yeah. yeah. Good hat. Get George one. Yeah. yeah. We should get George one. 
George will look excellent. I'll in that take hat. the t-shirt. That'll you'll, be better. You'll go there tea? Go. Because I got the. You know, I think this, it is warm in here, so why not? It's yeah, a, yeah, there you this go. is a very so, toasty. Studio. I've already taken my hoodie off there as well. Go. Let's okay. Let's yeah. loosen up. Uh, there we yeah. go. Pants go off in the second half hour, yeah, George. We'll, yeah, it's, we'll, it's, it's outstanding. Now exactly. I'll get arrested for that. <laughs> this week's Taking Care of Business Award, powered by ComEd, goes to Carms guy David Braun. He has the oh Northwestern Wildcats 5-5 five and five after trouncing the Badgers in Madison on Saturday. Didn't really want to speak about it, but here we are. Uh, the Cats were 1-10 a year ago, 5-5 five and five this year. He's the first Northwestern coach to win five games in his first season since, do you know this either? You I guys? saw the name. It's like 1896, Marty McFly. Walter McCormack in 1903. Him. Pretty amazing, isn't it? The Braun story is really cool. Oh, yeah. He was hired in January as defensive coordinator out of North Dakota State. Uh, he's a small school guy, always been a small school guy. He comes down here. His head coach runs into a bit of trouble. We all know, we all know, you know what's going on with uh, Pat Fitzgerald, or maybe we don't. I don't know. Uh, but he becomes the interim coach. Northwestern administration says, you take this over. And, I mean, you can't, you know, five and five is not a great record, but they're one. No, they've one, won big ten games. You wouldn't have thought after what's Absolutely. happened the last couple of years with uh, what Fitzgerald had, but you know Fitz was a questionable coach. Mm. That was the difference, and he never had a quarterback. I mean, he had some really good years and some really bad years, and this guy's taking over the same group, and they're having a really good five and five after what they did. Absolutely, if they're going to a bowl game this year, one more win, I one mean, more win, baby. He could be coach of the year. They didn't even win a game in America last year. That's true. They won the game in Ireland. They came back home and lost Carm every was game. There. It was the last time I was on the sidelines, and they yeah. fired me. And I and I think that's why they didn't win another game. They Did you get fire fired me. on the tarmac? Uh, no, like after Lane we landed. Kiffin? It was okay. after we landed. I didn't. I didn't get fired. I got shuffled back to the studio because you know that's where Honestly, I ultimately Carm, belong. I, I believe. Like I think I was with. I'm not you. mad about this, George. Don't worry. I, yeah. I think I was with you when you got that call. Actually, wasn't it? Weren't we walking back from Graziano's? I don't remember that. Yeah. All, all I know is that uh, I remember every moment with you, Carm. So I remember that. I, I support the pearl, but, but to, to to the forget about me. The Braun story is uh, look incredible, but it's also I think a testament to the kids in that program who were looked at like they were this evil group mm -hmm. of hazing. And look, I've I've interviewed a Northwestern player for halftime or for pregame rather for like ten years, and these are. They're always just great kids. Mm -hmm. Come from great families, doing well in school. Just it's super impressive. So it's I'm like, this is not accurate to what this program is. Now maybe things got sideways last year, and you know Pat Fitzgerald ended up losing his job because of it. But uh, these guys had pride in who they were, and I, I think they want to show it to everybody. And Braun, uh, he gets a ton of credit too. But them being uh, in contention for a bowl game, it goes a lot to the players that were in that locker room. Yeah, and he was rewarded with a new contract this week. So he's going to be in Evanston for the long run, and we'll see how everything shakes out with the stadium there. And uh, I mean, George probably remembers when they, they lost 20,000 games in a row, and Dennis yeah. Green, the purple. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, right? yeah. No, Lee, I can... Lee Gissendaner? I, I remember... Once covering there, Chuck Long was the quarterback for whom in college? Iowa. 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 Okay, so that's yeah. the story that I did for, I think it was for National Public Radio. It was early. And the story was how Northwestern couldn't win a single game. And then suddenly here comes you know, it Gary, no, that Gary was Barnett. Gary Barnett. Yep. And things changed dramatically. You know, they, you know, this, but that was the 90s and things really changed. And that's when Pat Fitzgerald was there. And, you know, from there, it's been ups and downs and what have you. But this is a really, that's an ugly situation that's taking place at Northwestern. And there's more stuff coming out every day. They're going to have to pay a lot of money, that's for sure. Pat's, uh, yes. Pat's going to get paid. And that concludes this segment on CHO Wildcats. I'm glad <laughs> that we gave Karma a, you, you, a, a, a chance I, to hey, talk Hey, you, you teed it up with me in here, so. <laughs> By the way, I, I just want you to, I knew Karma, but he didn't have gray hair. Oh, my God. It's, but it looks good on you. Yeah, that's does. what I told him. It's, he was going to go get a color, and I was like, "Dude, no, stay with the stay with the silver." Do, but so, do you guys do this at all? Where like, you know, I, I remember, you know, I'm starting out. I'm going to Columbia College. I just graduated from Iowa. I'm trying to get in the business. I'm taking I'm taking classes, learning how to cut tape. I'm I'm going into the score. I'm meeting George Offman. Like that feels like yesterday, but it was 25 years ago. Like it's it's just it's amazing how time flies. Like it feels long ago, but also feels like yesterday all at the same time. Is that does that ring a bell? When I interviewed Brent Musburger uh, earlier this month, 
to do the podcast, I reminded him, albeit he would never remember, that I interviewed him in 1975 for a term paper at SIU. That was 49 years ago. <laughs> that's insane. Okay, yeah. and that's like, I wish I had the tape, but I don't have the tape. And yes, it's true. It's like, it goes fast. Yeah. It goes fast. You know, do I, did I think I was going to make it in this business for 50 years? I didn't know that, but it's 50 years now and counting. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, there you go, brother. That's it. And counting. That's right. Well, that gets us into our conversation with you today, George. And like we mentioned, you uh, have just written the book. Tell me a story. I don't know. It's out, out uh, for sale. Wherever you buy books, Amazon, Where everything. do you buy books yep. these days? There um, are bookstores still. There are bookstores. I'm going to be at uh, Barber's Bookstore in the Yorktown Mall Shopping Center. Is that what it is at yeah. Lombard? Yeah, I'll be there tomorrow night at 630. I will be sitting there and autographing books and hopefully selling a lot of books. And so there I are bookstores. So. Not many these days, but that's, that's a good one, one now. It's, yes. it's, a, it's a great holiday gift idea. I mean, it, it's a paperback, so it's, it's not going to set you back. And it's packed with conversations with uh, all of these kind of legends and stars of Chicago sports scene uh, from your podcast of the same name. And uh, there's everyone in here from Joe Madden, Jason Benetti, Adam Amin, Sarah Kustak, Michael Wilbon. And it's awesome because each, each, um, each chapter is about three or four pages, right? Uh, it's, with they, a different they, person. They, they run about 1,300 to 1,700 yeah. words. And, you know, what I did was I had to sit back and listen to all the podcasts to see which story that I wanted to do, because mm -hmm. they all have some really good stories. Some have one story, some have a couple of stories. Yeah. I, you know, I was on with Ryan Baker the other day on Channel 2 and, you know, reminded him that there was a story when he was the basketball manager at Illinois that there was a dare about some NCAA game and a championship, and he had a dare. He said, I'll take this team, and if I lose, I'll run naked through the hall. All right. Well, he didn't run naked, go, but he, so he took, took off a few items of clothing. But, but those are the stories that you may never be able to hear, and if you don't listen to the mm -hmm. podcast, they're in the book. There's, a, there's so many different avenues I could have taken with each one of these people, and... Uh, for me, the joy was listening back to the podcast and to write about them. And there's, I mean, there's, there's 50 now, and I'd love to do the other 45 plus that we've done. So, okay. Cause you just talk about writing and you did updates on the score with, uh, from what, 10 in the morning till six, what was it? 11? Well, oh. when, when I first started there in 1992, it's going to be 32 years in January. We weren't doing updates. I was the reporter. Then we started on weekends. I think what it was was very strange. It was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What happened to Monday and Tuesday? They <laughs> fell off the map. Gleason was sleeping. Yeah. I think what I did was 10 to 6. Oh, yeah. 10 to 6. But okay. I was traveling a ton. Right off the bat, they sent me to the White Sox uh, training, training camp in Sarasota. Sent me to Cubs in Mesa. Three months later, I'm in Pittsburgh for the Stanley Cup Finals. It was That was a kick right off the bat. I just remember the... the I mean, I remember... You in all forms. I remember you on hit and run with Jesse. I remember a million different things. But uh, I was always amazed because when I've done sports updates, it takes like every ounce of motivation for me to sit there and write the thing and then do it again. You could just sit there and do that and have like this unique George Offman spin on it. I like I don't know how you had the motivation to do that day in and day out. It's a, and honestly like it's a, it's a respect in the business that you had that much pride in doing it right. Well, and I kept doing it. You know, like this did it for 10 years at WBBM where believe me, you know, that I, uh, there was no rope. They could have easily said, mm, watch what you're writing. And, you know, there was, but I was careful in it, but you could be creative. I mean, who did, some people just write a sports cast and it's boring. I, I, I would be bored myself if I wrote that way. Right. You had to be creative. You had to be creative with sound. And that's kind of what the book is, or the podcast is, is it's, it's a 45 or 50 minute interview with sound bites. I go back in history to find some of these sound bites and that's how this the podcast began. And that's how the book uh, yeah. came from. He I mean, weaves you through a tale. That's basically how I, I like that. How I would put it. Yeah, George. One of the things I, I admire about you is, I mean, you were dealt a pretty crappy hand. You got laid off during the pandemic. Yep. Same thing for me. And I think we kind of sat there and looked at, hey, it's not a great job to get a job in sports media. And uh, personally, I went out and started my own Chicago sports newsletter that ultimately led to me sitting here talking to you today. And me. 
And Lawrence. Lawrence was a subscriber. <laughs> and Carm. And Carm. Yeah, we're all um, here, baby. For you, I mean, wh- wh- what drove you to start the podcast and, and really get into that next phase in your career? Because it's not easy. No. Well, I took two weeks. And then I said, uh, let, me, let me think about doing a podcast. Now, I do nothing about podcasts. I didn't listen to podcasts. I had to talk to other people who connected me with people. And I must have talked to two dozen people. And I lost a lot, a lot of videos and what have you. You called me and I definitely told you not to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I, I was inspired by, um, you know, Lawrence Holmes works at The Score. And back in 2018, I think, he began The House of L. And so he asked me to be a guest. I hadn't heard the podcast. So I was like one of his early guests. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah George, you want to be on the podcast? Yeah, sure I will. I'm thinking we're going to talk about Chicago sports. Mm-hmm. Turned out we were talking about me. He was talking about me and my career. And it was like I was taking it back and I loved every minute of it. So somewhere in my cranium, which is now stuck on the Kennedy, mm-hmm. um, I said, you know, let me do something like that. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do this with sports personalities connected to Chicago. I had a lot of history with a lot of people. And so slowly but surely, I started to get this group together that uh, that I have now, TJ Reeves. If you don't know what TJ Reeves is, he's the guy who puts this podcast on the map. He happens to be the uh, sideline reporter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, and then Will Hatzel, a young guy who works for uh, which media company I forget now, but anyhow, he's a traffic reporter. He does the mixing for me. He found somebody else who uh, put the graphics together. By the way, all of this from Dan Levy. Dan got me all these people. Wow. Dan, Dan Levy put, you know, he got me Will. Will got me Tatiana Shinkin and Bingo. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dan? He's the jack of all trades and the master of all. What's up, dude? (laughs) 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 Busted busted my phone when he talks. Well, I'd love to have that voice. Wait, he's in our Bears chat sometime, right? He'll pop in. He'll pop in here, too. Uh, I may or may not have texted him and a couple other in that crew that we have George on right now because they love George. So, uh, you know, Dan and and Grody and those guys, we're often fans. It's a a big group. Anyhow, this thing got together. And so um, I interviewed, I must have canned about seven or eight interviews. And I was going to drop it on January 12th. But I said, you know, the Bears could make the playoffs that year. Let's push it to the next Tuesday. The next Tuesday is January 19th, the day before Joe Biden takes over. And I said, things are a little hinky in this country. Let's move (laughs) it to January 26th, which coincidentally was the 35th anniversary of the Bears winning the Super Bowl. And we opened up with Michael Wilbon, who is just like, you know, terrific. There's a Southsider who's a, you know, is a Cubs fan, Mm -hmm. still talks bleeds Chicago sports. He still does as he does, you know, pardon the, pardon the interruption, which is a great show. And from there, you know, Greeny who uh, wrote the forward to the book, I I asked Greeny to do that. And, you know, I I called him and said, sure, I'll do that. Two hours later, here it is on my email. There's the whole thing. I I can't believe that he went with that former intern rather than the the former (laughs) intern you're on the the set with right now. Well, Well, that that Greeny was way, way ahead of when I showed up there. Uh, I I actually makes me curious. Like, who did you know and like identify when they were young? Like that dude's going to have success in this business. Did you know that Greeny was going to become any level of Greeny? I said it. I said it to several people. He first of all, he was a sponge, a talkative sponge, but a sponge. He wanted to learn. So this is 1989. He is still a Northwestern student, but he's an intern at the old WMAQ All News, which was the competitor to WBBM. And so uh, he comes in and he's getting paid. So I'm the first person he ever worked with professionally. And, you know, that's great. The only difference between Greeny and I now are the zeros at the back of our check. <laughs> ha. And his hair. He's got great hair. Oh, no, he's a great guy. Really, yeah. he's, he's sincerely. And he did a wonderful job in the interview. All of these people, when the light goes on, mm-hmm. it's like turn on the faucet and the water is just running and everybody is just great. Your person, Their personalities come out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So doing a podcast is different than what you did, you know, for so long during your career. Have, have you enjoyed the process? Is it a di- is it rejuvenated you at all? Or? Oh, I've loved every minute of it, other than chasing guests. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be, you know, some guests I chased for two years until I finally tracked them down and, and, and got them to do it. Mm-hmm. 
But other than that, no, I love the process. I love the interviews. I love the editing. The editing will take me some, somewhere between three, four, maybe five hours because you're looking for the sound bites, and most of them are on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I, you know, I bothered a lot of people. I'm like, gosh, I apologize to all of you. I bothered the hell out of you to get this stuff. And, <laughs> and, and I loved it. And now here I am editing, you know, Brent Musburger, who when we did the interview... Brent, after 20 minutes, you know, we'll check to see how much longer you want to go. I never checked. Finally, at about 50 minutes, he said, okay, lad. Called me lad. I loved it. Uh, (laughs) Let's wrap this up. We did 57 minutes. It's going to be a two-part episode. The man is 84, remembers everything to detail, to detail. So the stories that he tells are not only some of the big events that he did, but things that happened before the big events and after the big events. And these are stories you've never heard before. That's great. It's just fabulous. And that's the whole idea. The idea behind the podcast and the book is to bring these people to life, mm-hmm. bring them to life and have them tell stories, not just about their professional career. I'll give you another example. Dave Ennett, great voice of the Northwestern Wildcats, has been here now for over 40 years. One of the stories that he told was, the assassination of John F. Kennedy, which will be 60 years on the 22nd of November, and how he was a kid, who, and he went with his friend and his friend's dad, and they were going to the the, the, the wake for you know, Kennedy. And it, they, it was too cold. They, stayed, they waited like, remember, people are in line for like hours and hours and hours. That's a story that tells you something about a human being. Right. You know, you want to hear something a little different? You want to read about it? That's part of the book. You said bring people to life. One question I had for you, though, is, you know, you've covered sports for so long and there's been so many legendary media members here who have unfortunately passed on. Who's one person you kind of wish you had been able to have on the podcast? Les Grobstein. Matter of fact, uh, I had already... I thought it was going to be Harry Carey, but... No, I had already... Well, no, Harry's long gone. I'm talking about now, yeah, in yeah. this present day... You know, less we had agreed to do the podcast. He, he was ready to do the podcast. And then he died. You know, and it was like, mm-hmm. it shocked a lot of us. It was, you know, Les didn't take great care of himself. But so I wanted him. No, there's nobody from the, you mean from the past? Yeah. Oh, Harry Carey would be a great. I still have a piece of tape. <laughs> Can't play it anymore. It's a soundbite of Harry on my answering machine. Okay. And he says, Hello again, everybody. Harry Carey. George Hoffman's not here now. He's chasing pretty girls. Well, when I met my wife, I wasn't chasing pretty girls anymore. But I still have this. One of these days. <laughs> yeah, he was great. I loved Harry. The, Harry, when I was first starting out, I got to pee next to Harry at the old. Uh, and it was, it was. I feel like he's told this story like 83 well, times brought up, since that's we my went best. on air. I, I only have always, one Harry story, and that's it. But it was back. amazing. There he was, me and Harry. How, Harry, how you doing? Oh, the ball club. That was the year they started all yeah. in 14. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, Boog Shambi told a story about when he was in the bathroom, and the same thing happened, only it's a very interesting story. I, I wish... That Boo can be in the next book, hopefully, if I can write one of those. And by the way, I'd be remiss if I didn't thank the people at Triumph Books. They were great when I first came to them with this idea, which is kind of off the beaten path when you think of it. Uh, And this was back in March of 2022. And uh, they said, uh, let's think about it, whatever. In June, they said, yes, offered me the contract. And slowly but surely, we started writing the book. And here we are now, a year and a half later, and it's yeah. out. But And, and not only yeah. that, wonderful professionals there in a great cover to the book. The cover of the book, the back of the book. There's a ton of stuff in here, just front and back, that they put on what's... I don't know what they call this paper. You know, it's between a hardcover and a paperback. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing. Plus, it's a great... Yeah, it's gonna, I love it. I, I like the skyline design. Oh, yeah, it yeah. is. Good design. So you've got the, the hoop, I believe... I don't know if that's the Trump Tower or not. Ugh. I'm not sure. It is. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then, look, the football on top of the Hancock building, and then you have a baseball yeah. bat in the hockey. Great. I loved it. Yeah. I have, when they first, beautiful. What do you think of it, George? I said, it's great. It's a great job. I, I will say this, too. If there are any aspiring you know, journalism students or people who want to get into the business, to look at what George did. He created a podcast and then you know made money off of that and then said, what, how else can I take this content and repurpose it? made another book, 
making money off of that too. Like the more you can do things and, and, and purpose it across mediums is, oh my God, is really what you have to do. I can't wait you write the C.H. Bears book. That's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> you got to waste It's going to be transcript of Carmen Bragg's bickering. <laughs> I, I, I've got great stuff to add in there for you. Man. I'll when bet you, you do. Well, that you're, you're just got a nice compliment, George, from the head of content. He's, he's uh Super creative and all his stuff. And so for him to appreciate it, it's a, it's a nice one for you. Although right I'll there. say this, how did you two let the beautiful Harry Carey impression just go by without saying how good it was? Well, was when he was saying it, I was thinking this is going to be clipped and going to be eventually on one of our social feeds. There, so there, that's, there's a, that's there are what a I was few doing. people in our business who do really good Harry Carey impressions, but there there's just like this small group that would do with the microphone when Harry would do this. Okay, so there's Bob Verdi. Bob Verdi is one of the funniest human beings I have ever met. He's dry, but he can he can have you in tears in, in a second. Uh, Fred Mitchell, Barry Rosner, uh, there's there's uh, there's a, there's maybe one more I can't think of it. We all did impressions of oh Pat Foley. Remember when Pat was doing the broadcast, he'd go, "This is a face-off." Now ready? That's when I speak to Fred Mitchell, long time long time journalist in this city. I'd say now ready, and Fred goes now ready. That's what we do. This is what it's <laughs> same with same with all these people. He struck Harry Carey struck us, unlike any other broadcaster. I mean, I was a kid listening to Harry Carey in St. Louis. I tune him in just to hear his voice. Then he comes to the White Sox, and then you get Harry Carey and Jimmy Pearsall, which will never be replicated ever, ever for those for those four years. So I, here I'll tell you a story. Sam Rosen, who uh, is the longtime voice of the New York Rangers. So back then, when I was a freelancer, Sam was the, uh, he was the sports director at UPI Radio. Mm-hmm. And he happened to be in town, so he comes over to our apartment. And we're watching the White Sox and the Angels game. I don't know when this was, 1979 or something. And so I said, I want you to listen to this. So here's the broadcast. And he goes, say, say, Jimmy... <laughs> yeah, Harry. Did you take your pills tonight? <laughs> this is this was the broadcast. This was it was it was hilarious. Plus, they criticized the crap out of Lamar Johnson. Oh God, <laughs> so brutal. But it was easily the best broadcast team ever. And you can't do that now. You can't replicate right. that at all now. No, done and done. Done and done is right. But Harry and Steve are very good too. I loved it. That was, I mean, that was my childhood. I mean, as far as baseball yeah. goes, but I, you know, he's we, so young. We had, we wait, had, you're so young. Too. I'm younger than Carm. So <laughs> we've had, I mean, listen, we've been blessed here. You've, I mean, Foley, Talon. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Bulls, Jim Durham, and, and Johnny Red Kerr. JD you, is JD is the best. The best. The best ever. You know, yeah. there's been a now we're just of... a breeding ground for Detroit Tigers announcers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean... CHO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. They've got an unbelievably deep beer roster from their beer hug family to. 312 to Full Pocket Pills. And coming up next weekend, their new lineup of the this year's Bourbon County Brand Stout. That's going to be awesome. I'm going to be enjoying that Thanksgiving weekend. You can grab your ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers at Goose Island's Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. And thank you to our friends and great partners over at Circa Sports. When you're doing your gambling, do it with Circa. Tight money splits, the low hold motto. We, they strive to have a minus 110 split on every single game you're doing, so you're keeping the most money in your pocket. The Circa Sports menu is just, when you look at it and you see the lines, and you see what money's going to be in your pocket. You're going to feel the excitement. And Circa just does everything they can to make your gambling experience an enjoyable one. Real people behind the scenes there who resolve any issues in a timely fashion. You're not going to be on hold forever. Circa's got a lot of pride in their customer service. All aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa Sportsbook at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. If you're going out there, they also have... Uh, 
currently it's just an, a awesome tent facility that feels like you're in the nicest place you've ever been up in Waukegan too. Download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circusportscom slash Illinois app. Sign up today and be on the lookout for Circa events, which we've had a bunch of them already, which have been a ton of fun. Watch parties, tailgates, the whole thing. And if you or someone you know does have a gambling problem, Call 1-800-GAMBLER or text GAMB to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Awesome. Well, George, I want to talk to you about one aspect of your career, and it's near the start of your career, a sports phone. Huh. And I know people <clears throat> listening to a live podcast or, you know, well, or tape podcast on their phone, their actual, you know, what we call a phone now, or on their, their laptop computer, I don't think they can quite understand what sports phone was. But in 1977, sure. that's where you started off. I'm not sure people can know what a telephone is. <laughs> How do you describe a telephone? My so, daughter, who's seven, literally just came home from school with a, a thing that said, in ancient times, <laughs> the phones were connected <laughs> in, to the wall. In ancient times. And in recent times, oh, you can hold yeah. the phone in your hand. So this is, yeah, I, I, uh, I left SIU in 1977. And uh, so I'm looking for work. You know, I'm offered a job. <laughs> in a, t- a television job in, I believe this was a, oh, North Dakota. It was like off of an Indian reservation. And I said, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> well, I could have started a television career, then I didn't. So I'm, you know, fiddling around and suddenly the sports phone, which began in New York the year before. So uh, it kicks off in November and I joined them on Christmas Eve. Fred Hubner. Took me through on Christmas Eve. There it is. So the staff started with Ron Gleason, who was my boss like three times. He hired me three times and then let me go once. Uh, quite, quite a roster there. Les Grobstein was there. Pat Benkowski was there. There it is. Uh, Legend. Ed, Ed Crane, who was a new, wound up being a news anchor at CBS Radio, a great voice. And, you know, so you walk into the studio in the Hancock building. Here's Les. There's three three televisions and Les is watching the Three Stooges, and he's having pizza. This was an everyday thing. Les, are you working? He's watching the Three Stooges. What you do is we would we would do these tapes every ten minutes, six times an hour, and you're giving scores of games. And basically, gamblers are calling. This is all about gamblers. But we also had. Um, legions of callers because we did a quickie quiz and all these kind of things. And Rick Hahn is very funny. The former general manager of the White Sox said, I used to spend a lot of money on you and my parents got really angry, you know, making the phone calls yeah. there. So nine seven six one three one three. Yeah. But, wow. it, was, but it, was, it was a breeding ground for so many of us in this business. Mm-hmm. I just mentioned us. I can't even begin to, to mention the guys in Chicago, David Schuster, Lou Canellis, the late Dave Wills, Chris Bowden, um, uh, Jeff Joniak, they all were there. In New York, I'm dealing with guys like Gary Cohen, who I would visit in New York in the late 70s and 80s, early 80s, and he said, you know, my goal is to become the voice of the New York Mets. Damn, 40 years later, he's still the voice of the New York Mets. John Martin, the chief, look at that, uh, who was the, uh, the executive producer of ESPN Radio. There are so many people that came from that. You know, that, it's just remarkable what happened. So now you would just sit there with, with the wires in front of you, and it was... You'd go in a little, like a little closet, and you'd do, you know, you'd, listen, how do you get the scores then? We were making phone calls to, to press tables. <laughs> and, you know, they'd get pissed off after a while. Sometimes they wouldn't give it to you, but they knew what we were doing. That's how you got it. There was no internet. Yeah. That's you'd get, You're on the phone. Yeah. Give me the score. Give me the score. Let me go inside. Give me the score. We'd even cover games. We were covering games. I was covering the Blackhawks in 1978. I was covering the Cubs and the White Sox. So that was my first taste of that until somebody there, Tom Green, said, you know, do you know you can sell your tape to networks? I said, Really? <laughs> and so suddenly I started a new career and I left Sports Phone in 1979 and began a freelance career for 13 years. I mean, full time. This was what I did for a living. Not only was I, what, selling audio tape, but I was doing a lot of voice work. Uh, started writing for National Public Radio, for the CBC in Canada, for the BBC in London. And here's a career. I'm, I'm single, mind you. I'm my own boss. 
I'm running the show. It's it's great. It's a wonderful life. You know, I and I would never trade that in for anything. And I actually did it for 20 years, along with you know starting the, the career in, in radio here in Chicago. But that was. You know, you never know what kind of path you're going to take like this. You don't know you're going to take this path. Yeah. You don't know you're going to take this path. Suddenly something happens and you're forced to take this path or you're not forced to. You just take a path. Okay, I'm going to do a podcast. And then after I say, I'll, I'm going to write a book and be an author. You don't know how life takes this. It's, and you've done the same thing. You, you've yes. done. Let me tell you something about this guy. Okay. <laughs> My guy. Part of why you've been successful is you've never veered from who you are, which is, you know, offbeat. Not a beat off, but offbeat. You're not, you know, listen. This is true. It's true. Yes. And if you ever did anything else, you wouldn't succeed. You've got to be who you are, and that's why this guy is successful. Mm-hmm. It's uh, well, thanks, George. Way, I appreciate yes. it. You can get my Venmo. You can. Yeah, you know, I, I got you. Don't worry. The, the Car- big... Carm just teared up. I saw <laughs> tears in his eyes. It's, it's, I felt it all over the place. I, I owed George a bottle of red wine, which uh, you know, it's one okay. of his. I see. There yeah. you go. Yeah. And that'll work. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's true, though. You, I don't. You know, be be flexible to you youngsters out there, and and also be versatile at the same time. Right. I mean, right. there's you, you. These are skills that will help you survive. But I also like, like what you're telling the stories. That like, I I am jealous of the people like Gary Cohn. Like, this is what I want to do, and I'm going to do it. And I believe in myself. Like, I never had that. Like, mm-hmm. I could get to this point, and I'm going to be this focused. I'm going to make these contacts. I'm going to do. I'm going to. I'm not going to veer from it in any way, shape, or form. This is where I'm going. The people that did that, like in the business, I have so, tremendous Jason respect Benetti. for. Exactly. Yeah, it, was, it was in my head as I was saying. Right. Yeah. That dude knew what he wanted to do. Parco uh, on the score, like he wanted to be in it. He wanted to host afternoons on the yeah. score at, at New Trier. Like yep. that's what he wanted to do, and he's doing it. He also said, helps to have a tremendous amount of talent, too. Right? Yeah, well, he does, by the way. He knows all my family members. He went to school with one of my nephews, and so he knows all the Offman family, which is really great. You know, this reminds me of a story, and, and unfortunately, he's not in the book, but I hope we'll get another chance. Charlie Steiner long time now voice of the Los Angeles Dodgers. And he was my boss when I was freelancing at a network called RKO in New York. And that group included Charlie and some guy named Keith Olbermann. One of the most brilliant people I've ever met. These are the people I was working with. So in the podcast, uh, Charlie Steiner tells me the story uh, because he's now the voice of the Dodgers that when he was six years old and living in Brooklyn, when the Dodgers were in Brooklyn, he had a little tape recorder and he was broadcasting the World Series in a tape recorder in his living room. And in 2020, during COVID, he is broadcasting live the Los Angeles Dodgers in the World Series from his living room. You it's, can't you can't make up stuff like it's real. It's, a, it's it's the same thing that happened to Robert Ford, who's the radio voice of the Houston Astros, a good friend of mine who worked in Kansas City. His his demo tape. Is he sitting at Yankee Stadium in the upper deck in a crowded game like there? I think their Yankees are playing the Mets or whatever it is, and he's <laughs> calling it, and it's on his demo, which got him the job as with with the Yakima Bears, and he started his journey, and and he's you know he's the Astros have won World Series, and he's been he's been in the booth, pretty That's amazing. That's kind of part of a lot of stuff in the in the book is how people who are in this industry because it's not just broadcast people. There are a lot of athletes and you know the Chicago Bears in the book. It's kind of that way. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same way. We were doing these things when we were kids. I was, you know, when I was growing up, I grew up in Albany Park and I went to Hibbert Elementary School. And we would get maybe anywhere up to 20 kids playing rubber ball on the gravel campus of the school. And I was eight and a half years old. I was Jack Brickhouse. I was broadcasting the game from second base. <laughs> and then I would do the, the, the pregame in the 10th inning show. And I would interview the guys with a, in a soda pop can. Uh, I've got a good friend of mine now, Brad Gams, who, who remembers that. We see each other three or four times a year. And that's where I knew then this is what I wanted to do. I love it. My, my, you know, my dad, when I was five years old, this is funny. I'm telling all these stories. So I, I'm kindergarten. They get the... Um, Kindergarten teacher, we always remember the kindergarten teacher's name, Mrs. Meyerbach. She's and the report card, she says, Your son's a busybody. But a busybody is somebody who talks a lot. My dad said, You know, if talking was gold, you'd be rich. I wasn't rich, but he had the right idea. <laughs> well, 
Rich is not just dollars for the record. You, you, you wouldn't. No, I, but we would like the money. Of course, of course. But you would, <laughs> but, but you would not trade your career if I told you that you'd have X amount more dollars in your pocket. Maybe at some point there's a price, but it would have to be. I think it'd be a pretty steep price to to say that you never got to do any of this, but you would have had some job as an accountant. Like you, the, no. you, you were rich by what you got to do, no. George. Yeah, no, this is nothing else I wanted to do. Right. Yeah, we've all been in those. Uh, positions where you're at a party, right? And you're with people who are doctors and lawyers and, and who, who is everyone talking to the person who gets to go to sports, sporting <laughs> events? Well, do, oh, they do you have it, a press pass? So like, where do you sit? Like, do you get to talk to the players? And they and, thought it was the greatest job in the world until still I said, is. come, come yeah. sit in a game, come to a game, like a baseball game, three and a half hours before the game begins and then sit there two hours three, after yeah. the game. So you're there for nine hours. You and I really, after the game and, and think about, forget me. How about the B people? Who did it for a life? This is what they always have to do. It's like mm. drudgery to me, you know. But that's but they love that. Yeah. Most of them love it. Well, we're going to talk yeah. about some of the highlights of what you've seen in Chicago sports over the last uh, fifty or so years. First, I want to tell you about Game Time. You should not have to worry about when you're buying tickets to your next big event because Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute de- deals, all-in prices and views from your seat, and the best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I know I'm going to be firing up Game Time. I probably want to go to that uh, Black Friday matinee. Blackhawks are playing at the United Center, so I haven't been out to see Bedard yet, so I'm definitely going to be firing up Game Time and, and checking out the deals on there. Fire up the wallet for that one. Flash deals, zone deals, and uh, views from all seats in the venue. Game Time app is the place to be. Uh, and right now, uh, Game Time has exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball concerts, comedy theater, and more, like I mentioned. With zone deals, you pick the section and they'll send you the best deal. You just have to trust them that they're sending you, sending you the best deal and uh, you save more money that way. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account. And use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, George, here uh, at CHGO, we're still, we're still a young company, right? We're, I mean, we've been doing good work, almost entering our third year now. Uh, but it, there's still a lot of you know, uncertainty you know, and goes with it. And we're having a lot of fun. Uh, we want CHGO to become a big thing in Chicago. It's on its way. All this is a way of asking, when you started at, at the score in 1992, I assume you probably had a lot of the, the same feelings. You mentioned earlier in this interview, you were getting sent all over the place. Um, but what was what was it like at, at the score in 1992? Different. <laughs> Very different. Um, it was not long before that, in November... I am sitting for a week at a studio in Toronto, and I'm auditioning to be a co-host with a guy named Bob McCowan, who uh, recently was let go after over 40 years of the most popular show in the entire country, Primetime with Bob McCowan. He does a podcast now, and it's very, very popular. So they were looking because his co-host, Bill Waters, going to become the assistant general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. So they bring me in to do a week with Bob. This is during Grey Cup, okay? Mm-hmm. I know Grey Cup. I, 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 all I said is I wear a Grey Cup when I'm playing you know, sports, but I don't know the Grey Cup from Adam. But we managed to get through that and everything, and they offered me a deal. They offered me a pretty good contract to work with Bob in Toronto. And so halfway through, I, I brought up my soon-to-be wife, Betsy, and we went to Maple Leaf Gardens, which was such an experience because I'm growing up with these, you know, five other stadiums. There's there's only six teams in the NHL back then when I was growing up. And I'm in Maple Leaf Gardens, very cool. And I said, you know, we started looking at property. I said, you know, I don't know. It's a beautiful city. It's a great city. But I just want to see whether or not I could get hired at the score. Well, I turned them down and then waited and waited, and waited, and finally I was brought in for an interview with Ron Gleason and hired on my birthday, December 28th of 1991, and I believe another guy was hired on the same day. I'm not sure of that, but pretty close, and his name is Mike Greenberg. And so here we are, and I know most of the people there, 
So I know Tom Scherer, and I know Terry Boris and Dan McNeil and Dan Jiggetts, but I don't know who the hell Mike North is. <laughs> <laughs> and I soon found out who Mike North is, and it was unbelievable what this guy was doing on radio with the only experience he had was he had a gambling show uh, that he brokered. Right. Imagine this now. 1240 WSBC. Right. Yeah. What's he doing today? He has the same show on the ESPN radio. Great for Pappy that he's doing this again. But so it was really a dramatic experience to be with this group. The testosterone was above and beyond. It was extraordinary. And we're trying to make a name for ourselves. And each one of us has a job. And I'm the, you know, I'm a journalist and that's what I'm trained in. But suddenly I'm involved with all this stuff where we're supposed to do an update at the top and the bottom of the hour. That's 10.15. The update's supposed to start at 10 o'clock. Oh, no, 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 no. This is, we're doing a show and this is it. And so suddenly you're doing this. I had to get used to all this. And I would get a lot of crap, yep. but I also dished it back. Yep. You, know, you had to do that. You had to stand your ground. But I loved it. It was great. What wonderful personalities. And now look where the station is. It's mm-hmm. got wonderful personalities. I think the, the old-timer there now is Dan Bernstein. I believe he's been there for 28 years. Yeah. I we were Kevin and I were talking before the show, and I'm, I'm looking at, we're just thinking about who had the best, who were the best shows that we've ever had in the city. And nope, very few people likely, I think, would put Jiggets and North at in the top five and the top three. But for me, when they had it going with you coming in there, it was a different energy than any shows ever had. I it was phenomenal entertainment. Well, part of it was, and I just yeah, go ahead. Jigs would Jigs would really give it to me, and I would really give it back to him, and 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 you'd hear North and background going. Oh, you know, he's instigating more and more and more. It was was kind of fun. It was totally different. And, and you did not know where it was going to go. I loved it. Right. You didn't, you know, I had a job. My job was to be the reporter and I went out to a lot of events and I was, you know, eventually I wound up covering, you know, Michael Jordan, Mm -hmm. you know, which was an extraordinary experience to be courtside to do that. And then I'm following the Cubs in the playoffs in 2003 Remember that when they won in Atlanta, that was their first playoff win since 1908. And it's a great story because when we were in Atlanta, so this is game five. I'm there for the first two games, then two games at Wrigleyville. It's game five. Yep. It's Yom Kippur. And I was asked, George, do you want to go? And I said, are you crazy? Sunday night. I'm, of course I'm going to go to the game. <clears throat> so you go to Atlanta and... But it's before the game, and you're hearing these chants, let's go Cubs, let's go Cubs. The place was mobbed with Cubs fans. The Braves drew a a record for the franchise in Milwaukee, Boston, Atlanta. There were 54,000 people there guaranteed there were more Cubs fans than Braves fans there. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, no question. The Cubs win. It's amazing. I'm in the locker room, but I'm doing something I don't think had ever been done before. Maybe it had, but I have my recorder, but we're going live with this. And I'm putting it up to the athletes. And I'm going back to the studio with Jonathan Hood, and I'm playing this live. And it's it's just, I just heard the tape the other day. And it was great. And then I'm walking outside. After it's I see that there's Kerry Wood pouring champagne over fans that were sitting. It's indelibly etched in my mind. And then I'm in Houston for the, the, with, the, with the White Sox. I'm traveling all the way through from Kansas City to Detroit to Anaheim and Boston and Houston and they win the World Series, and that was so surreal. I loved every minute of that. I remember the uh, the game five in Atlanta. I was dr- I was driving. I, and everybody thought the Cubs were going to lose. They don't Cubs don't win right. game five. I mean, <laughs> uh, and I remember Jim Memolo was doing the pregame and uh, on the score at least, and and he he was laying it out. He's like he's like I love the Cubs tonight, and he starts laying out why he thinks they're going to win, and I'm sitting there listening. I'm like, freaking Memolo's right. Memo's on it. <laughs> He's got Memo's it. got a good angle. I agree. And he, and and Jim Memo had it correct. Listen, it was great. And listen, I was in Miami and watched the Cubs take a three games to one lead and then blow it. I'm on the phone with a... That wasn't you could, great. You could do the travel agent. So you're on the phone. This is a regular phone, folks. It wasn't a cell phone. I'm on the phone with a travel agent. It's, it's game six. And then comes the disaster in game six. You know, we all know what happened. And I told the travel agent, um... 
let me call you back tomorrow. <laughs> now I'm calling back. That's the game that, you know, Kerry would hit the homer and it would place was so loud. It was unbelievable. And I'm so you jinxed him twice, George, is oh, what yeah. you're telling us. After yeah. a while, yeah. uh, you know, finally I told the travel agent, forget it. I'm not going to Yankee Stadium. And I didn't. <laughs> and that was the end of it with just a d- disastrous finish to that series. Yeah. In perhaps even worse than when the Cubs were up two games to none against the Padres in 1984. That but, was death. But I also had the great fortune when I was with WGN Radio for just 10 months. Um, Blackhawks are now going to Philadelphia for game six. And the program director, who used to work at the score, Dan Zampillo, or as, as Terry Boris called him, Dan Zampillo, says, George, would you like to go to Philadelphia and cover the game tomorrow night? I said, let me think about it. Yes. <laughs> Crazy? Who <laughs> <laughs> win the Stanley Cup? I'm part of the broadcast team because WGN's doing the game. So here we are now. It's it's uh, they bring us down to the hall next to the locker room as it's overtime, and the Blackhawks win. Thirty seconds later, I'm on the bench, and I am watching this whole thing take place, and eventually a Stanley Cup that is being skated by me, and it was surreal. It's absolutely the most surreal thing I'd ever been part of so you you never know who you're with what you're doing and where you're going but you could wind up covering a lot of very interesting sporting events we like i think we like to have a lot of self-pity as chicago sports fans but you look <laughs> at how many sports championships you were able to cover over the course of your career probably not a lot of journalists in similar cities that can make the same claim unless you're in Boston, Unless you're in Boston, that's true. Yeah. Unless you're in Boston, you probably had a chance to do a lot of those. Does one of the championship runs stand out as being more special than the others? Oh, gosh. That's a really good question. Well, I didn't go to Cleveland with the Cubs, mm. uh, and I didn't travel with them. So the White Sox was different because you're traveling and sometimes you didn't know which city you were in because you're doing so much of the traveling, going from here to there. And we were doing hit and run. I was doing hit and run at night in Boston. I'm doing it from nine to one o'clock in the morning. You know, on these off days. Yeah. So you're really you're really working very hard, but you're really enjoying that. And the same thing happened when the Sox won the World Series. I'm holding up cell phones, you know, to to the players, and we're doing this live back in the studio. Mm-hmm. So you're not waiting to to file sound. You're just doing it right then and there live. So you know that was great. The Blackhawks. Prior to that, I was part of that Webio disaster with 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 Mike, um, and that lasted nine weeks. And yet, I wound up covering the Blackhawks. I traveled to Calgary, Vancouver, and Detroit, and it was really fun. It was yeah. really exciting to watch the Blackhawks. This is the year before they they won, you know this young group and this excitement that was taking place. So, you know that it's just it's you know during fifty years you're gonna get a you're gonna get lucky to to cover some very interesting events. Nine weeks, nine it lasted week. nine weeks. Nine weeks, nine weeks. That makes uh, middle of April to the beginning of June or something like that. But one that, of the more fun things about launching this place was CHGO. That sounds like Webio. This is going to be another Webio. I was like, no, but I bet yeah. you there isn't a Ponzi scheme with this one. Is no, there? there's no, not. No, I, I, no, no, it, no. It has, it hasn't gotten to that point yet. <laughs> I, we're not that far down the pyramid. So nine weeks, nine, nine weeks. But listen, so what happens after that? I called Dave and I just, Dave, you have anything for me there? He says, no, no, no. And then he calls me back a month later. George, I've, yeah, if you want to do some part-time work, I said, fine. Unfortunately, I got a problem with my voice. You know, I'm thinking it's laryngitis. I get checked out. It's laryngitis, but it's not going away. It turned out to be a paralyzed vocal cord. And I was whispering. I couldn't talk. Went to the Bastion Voice Institute in Lombard. Kept doing all these crazy exercises. They were doing the best they could. And finally, they said, you want to get your voice back? We could shoot a gel into your neck. They did. I got my voice back 80%. I was on the air with WGN a week later. Just stuff happens. Performance enhancing drugs. (laughs) This one was very good. It enhanced. (laughs) Are you in the market for a new vehicle? If you are, then we have some great news for you. We're on the same team as Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram and Fox Lake. At Ray CDJR, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and find unforgettable savings. And right now, during Black Friday sales event at Ray CDJR and Fox Lake, 0% financing is now available on select new models all month long. But that's not all. Just for listening, you can get a free oil change when you mention CHGO at the service center or mention CHGO when you book online 
at raycdjr slash service. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, then you have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because they, they are the only team we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake, and we'll be up there next Tuesday doing CHO Bears and this podcast. So that's going to be a lot of fun. For more information, visit Ray CDJR in Fox Lake or raycdjr.com, serving the community since 1963. We're doing CHO sports out there too. Yeah. This is exciting. And you guys are traveling all over the let's, place. Let's go. Uh, hey, if you want to support us, the best way to do it is to become a diehard. By the way, you can support us by... We promise it's not a Ponzi scheme. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not a Ponzi scheme. And, you know, sure, uh, we'd love you to buy everything else that we're promoting. But become a diehard is the easiest way to go. You go to allchgo.com, click on the diehard icon and then next thing you know you will be living the dream you get a free shirt free t-shirt when you join you get 20 percent off all of our events you get 20 percent off all of our merch as well you get the premium content like my amazing carm grades which uh what do you think of the midseason report card? By the way, did I do okay on that? I wish that there were better grades, but you have no control over that. Yeah, I, 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 I do. You think it was fair for real? Sure. Okay, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, we really appreciate it, and uh, we try to give the value back to you tenfold. Allchgo.com, become a diehard. We appreciate it. Awesome. So, what's next for George Hoffman? Yeah, there we go. Beats the hell out of me. <laughs> I'm gonna go home and drink some wine. No, are you I, a guy? I mean, <laughs> are you a guy that can ever sit still, or are you gonna be doing this for? Look, I don't know which path I'm gonna take. We'll see. It's it's different time of life. I'm not ready to retire. I said that three and a half years ago. I said I'm not done yet, and I'm still not done yet. We'll see. We'll see how things go. I'm 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 open to whatever. Um, the podcast will end. It's going to end at the end of the year, so uh, simply because we ran out of guests, you know, it's just you can. There's only so many people that fit this. So even if we'd have gone all the way with as many guests as I had wanted, might have squeezed another season out of it. You know, another 14 episodes, but it's going to be put to bed at, uh, near the end of December. Before you have to get karma on. <laughs> By the way, I'm happy I, to be a listener. I, I, I I'd be remiss. There, there are some people who work here that are just. Just great. I saw Herb Lawrence. Ibe, it's wonderful. I'm so 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 proud of him. Vinnie Dubo is just you know, yeah. Uber, Vinnie Duber is a mustache. Wow, it's really cool. Jay Zawoski, who is just terrific. Jay, you know, when he was starting, I think he was an intern at the Score, and then he started working as a producer at the Score, and then WBBM hired him to do uh, their podcasting, and then this came along. He is terrific. He bleeds hockey. He knows everything mm. about hockey. And he's not just a pro. He's a hell of a guy. So you've got a really good staff here. Yeah, I appreciate that. If you hire good people who, like, work hard, and one of the things I just love about this is there's not a lot of ego here. Like, we have a lot of talented <clears throat> people, and everyone just kind of, well. It's different than the score. Yeah. It's, di- <laughs> it's, it's different than the than the score or yeah. even ESPN radio. They're, it's a different time, though. Like, what yes. plays in 2023, you know, might not have played in 1992 and vice versa, right? right? So Yeah, yeah, no question. Um, yeah. So, well, uh, again, where can people find the book and find you signing the book? Uh, well, tell me a story I don't know. Conversations with the Chicago Sports Legends can be found at any of your local bookstores, uh, certainly online and at Amazon. It's like the price is cheap, like Mad Magazine. It's only 22 bucks. That's it, folks. It's pretty good. It's a great stocking stuffer. Uh, I will be in Lombard. Today's Thursday, right? I have mm-hmm. no idea what <laughs> Tomorrow night, 6.30 to 8.30 at Barbara's Bookstore. Uh, after that, we shall see. Uh, there's more appearances coming up in December as I try to do something I've never done before, and that's sell the book. You're making appearances, selling a book. Think about your life yes. journey, George. That's amazing. Honest, Seriously. Honestly, you never would have. No, you don't think about those things. You know, you write the book and then you realize there's publicity involved. And I have great publicity people, but I've known so many people that set this up and they've helped me as well. And so, you know, the, you're doing an appearance at a meat market. You're doing an appearance at Peace Pizza. I'm doing an appearance oh, nice. at a Wolves game with Wayne Mesmer. That's who's awesome. Who's in this book, who is, by the way, He's got a story. He's one of the funniest people you will ever talk to. He is really loads of fun. So this is stuff that you do, and I'm looking forward to it. I've had a blast this week, honestly. Well, look, 
just for the record, as we close up here, I retweeted when you were coming in here. Legend incoming. You, Georgie, you are a Chicago sports legend, man. So congrats on that, and congrats on the book, and congrats on the pod. It's awesome to have you in here today. But you've 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 done it, man. It's it's a it's a it's a. You should be super proud of yourself. Thank you, my friend. You appreciate got it. it. You got it, brother. Thank you. Thanks for this coming in, George. Kick. Yeah, appreciate it. We'll be back next Tuesday from Array Auto up in Fox Lake. Come out and hang out with us. Um, but until then, Kevin Kadick for Mark Harmon and Lawrence Benedetto, the Chicago Sports Podcast. So See long, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all silly like the mayor. 